and welcome back to Chainsaws and Claws, a monster slasher podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Patrick Vicious. And I'm Rob the Cinema Drunkie. Today we have, obviously, yet another fantastic slasher monster double. Uh, I had the first pick because uh, I had the slasher one because uh, Rob had it last time. And my pick is Friday 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, um, which is, I mean, I think to both of us for the same reason, very important, um, because we both grew up watching it on WPIX um, a lot. I had actually never realized that until you mentioned it one time, that, like, the, my two favorite Fridays are the ones they showed most often on WPIX, and I'm like, that probably is why, because I just saw yeah. them so often. All the time. All the time. Yeah. They showed them shit all it, the time. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They like it, it was like, and it was like only those two they showed. Like I, I, I vividly met maybe once or twice they showed uh, the New Blood and Jason Takes Manhattan and maybe uh, the first one, but I always remember them showing four and six, particularly four. They show four a lot, like and uh, of course you know what I'm saying because four is just fantastic. But uh, yeah, they show those two a hell of a lot of times, and that's probably why those two are like uh, in my top of uh, the, the the franchise. Although my my uh, favorite one in the franchise is controversial, but uh, that's uh, an, uh, another discussion <laughs> another for another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the record, I am looking forward to that one because I had a different relationship with that one than you did. So like, yeah, no, that'll be cool. But yeah, yeah. no, Jason lives. It's funny because like when I first saw it, like when I was I was really really little, so like it scared the fuck out of me, the fuck out of me. Like the like the the scene which now is I think is like a it's a funny like hilarious little scene of them in the woods when I was a child was horrifying. Like the like the kill with the three fucking like heads at once with the machete. Yeah, horrifying when I was a child. Like I was like I was paralyzed with fear. And then it was like when I um, ended up, because as I've talked about before, like the nearest mall to my shitty town was like an hour away. But like when I started driving and I had money, like the first two that I bought on VHS um, were four and six. And I watched six over and over and over again, especially because I realized upon watching it that it was basically scream before scream, which I guess other people have caught on to in recent years. But it was like where it's, commenting on horror movies while you're watching the horror movie it just isn't as it isn't as self-aware as people they're like referencing like other horror like specific horror movies during the movie yeah um but they are like referencing like horror and also like the people that are watching horror like one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is when the grave digger is like putting it putting the dirt back and he's like why they gotta go and dig up Jason? Like some folks got a weird idea of entertainment and like looks dead into the yeah. fucking camera. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is so good. Cause it's like Tom McLaughlin in directing this, like figured out something before Kevin Williamson figured it out, before Wes Graven figured it out, before anybody fucking figured it out. Where it's like people that are watching these, like it's the people that I mean, yes, there. I'm sure there's just regular people who are just going because it's like popular. Like the people that are going to everything, 
are like the people that are going to get jokes like this and appreciate jokes like this. And that's fucking cool as shit to me where it's like, it's the first time that they're like acknowledging you as a viewer, which I think is fucking awesome. Plus I also really like that was the start of zombie Jason. That's the, like, that, that makes me happy too. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's what works best for me with, with this one is that it's, it, it's acknowledging because um, before like um, Jason lives and also I'll say, um, uh, Nightmare Three, Dream Warriors, um, which uh, coincidentally, I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Patrick's wearing the Dream Warriors shirt. It's like, um, there. I mean, even Dream Warriors is a little more serious, but it, it that started with a comedic Freddy, uh, you know. Um, but like slasher movies were taken so seriously. Like they, they were so serious, you know, they were so serious business, you know, they, they never had an overly comedic tone to them. And this one, I think, is the one where it's just like McLaughlin was like, these are silly. Let, let's 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 be real. These are silly ass movies. And we're, we're, we're definitely getting silly here by bringing Jason back as a zombie. So let's just be fucking silly. I mean, like the, the only two characters in it who are uh, taking anything seriously is uh jason and tommy like and i would say sheriff garris but uh sheriff garris is taking tommy seriously because he doesn't take him seriously you know he doesn't believe jason is back he thinks tommy's crazy and shit so there's that but everything else is just just goddamn silly you know um and it's it's probably like well, maybe part five, I think, uh, is the one where it started being overly funny because part five is fucking hilarious. Yeah, but I don't think five was really intending to as much. Like, I feel like it was just, like, that <laughs> no, director. Was... Like, I think he had, like, a comic book tone in mind, but I don't think he necessarily was going for comedy as much, but he just kind of, like, landed there. No, no, there are moments in there where it's just, this is definitely meant to be fucking funny. Um, there, There's a lot of moments to it there where it's just, like, this is some fucking hilarious shit but i will i will save my thoughts for a discussion on friday five but it's just like where like like you said not just that they're taking uh the the world is just basically silly but there's the material is silly. So like when the introduction to the title it's literally a play on fucking james bond yeah and this is like yeah that's just that's just sets the fucking tone right there you you know what you're getting into when you're watching this one. This this one is just different from the yeah. rest. No, Wait. and like the thing that's even cooler, I think, is like the way like from the jump, it looks different. Like because if you look at like if you watch like because I I watched them all like back to back to back to back like when I got the Screen Factory set, mm-hmm. and like the rest of them had this very like kind of like um, like warm kind of colorful palette in terms of their colors. Whereas this one is like almost like black. It's like it's basically as black and white as you're allowed to be in the eighties. Yeah. Like where it's like it's very kind of blue and like gray to it because they're like we want to do something that's like in the tone and like the in the tradition of like the Universal monster movies and like Christ the way they're bringing back Jason. Let's be honest, is basically fucking Frankenstein. Like so, it's like they're doing that. And that's like the thing is like it's like that's this this that basically clues you in even before the James Bond thing that it's going to be a completely different thing because it's, like, it's gonna be its its own entity you know like a, and it, and the thing is funny is it really only is this movie and then like when they did subsequent movies they kind of went 
swung back in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like immediately with part seven, they they go back to a serious tone. Um, did they, they just, uh, it wasn't until like they started doing the, um, uh, the fucking, uh, uh, the, the new line, uh, Jason movies where they, they started going back to a, a bit more sillier, especially with Jason X. Cause Jason X is silly as fuck. Yes, um, it is. yeah, yeah. But, and, but that's what I love about it. I, I love it. It's just, it's just fucking silly. But, um, I, I will say something about the, cause I, I will say, I, I, I love Jason lives. Um, I, I love Jason Lives a lot, but uh, another thing I love about it is, um, uh, with with other horror franchises, uh, like you know, especially the big three. There's Jason, there's Michael, and then there's Freddy. Um, there's always that argument about the big three, which which one is the best. And um, whereas I, if I had to say, like as as just three of characters themselves, like Jason between Jason, and Michael, Freddy. I like I prefer Michael because I, I just find Michael a, a scarier um, uh, character. And I'm saying that that Phantom, <laughs> 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 the Patrick just showed me his uh, what was it? That was Jason on your leg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I prefer Michael because I just find him a scarier uh, force. You know what I'm saying? Um. Freddy, I think, is probably the best and shit, just because the the idea behind him is terrifying. But uh, as far as franchises go, I think Friday's the best because it's the more most consistent. Oh fuck yeah! I was gonna say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is the most consistent. Like like just, I'm I'm not really a fan of one. Uh, I I won't I won't say much. I just think that I just think it's dull. It's really fucking dull. I used um, to agree with you. I don't anymore, but go ahead. <laughs> um, but once Jason is introduced in two, and from two to eight, I think the entire series is fine. And I'm saying from, from two all the way to eight, uh, I know we have our differences on Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> uh, I like I like it, but it's it's uh it's it's a fine body hopping horror slasher film. But it's a piss poor Friday the Thirteenth movie. Let's well, see. I like the parts that Jason are actually in. Yeah. Parts that Jason are actually in are cool. I enjoy those parts. Everything that is not those parts, which basically is most of the movie, frustrates the shit out of me. But we'll get yeah. to that later. It's fine. Right. 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 Um. But yeah, every from 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 two to eight is just incredibly consistent to me. It, like I think everything from two to eight is 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 good. I I love everything from two to eight. Um, but, uh, as, as far as the actual films themselves goes, like four is definitely the, the best directed one. Like Joseph Zito directed the shit out of that. But I feel like, uh, Jason lives is probably the best movie. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I think McLaughlin did a great job directing. I just don't think like, I think because it's kind of like the whole thing of like, in general with like any kind of genre, even fucking comedy almost, like a lot of the time, it's like it kind of almost gets, I don't know how to put it, like, uh, kind of like, it's it's treated as, like, it's not as, it's, it's, like, it's almost like it's easier to do. And I was like, to make the first, essentially the first, like, self-aware comp- comedic slasher I think is actually more difficult because like, I, I mean, I love what 
Zito did with four, and we'll get to that eventually. But, like, my thing with the Goloth one on six, and the reason I would give him a lot of fucking credit, is he just fucking, he took this, like, thing that had already been really well established over the course of five movies and completely flipped it and turned it to his own. And I think that's actually kind of more impressive to me personally. Like, because he changed the look of the movie, he changed the tone of the movie, like, he changed the way, like, the actors are, because, I mean, the, like, I think the, like, one of the few that had really good performances is Six. Um, so, like, I would argue Tom McLaughlin is, like, the best of the director, or the best, or, sorry, the Jason Lives is the best director one because of Tom McLaughlin, but that's, like, my own personal take. No, no, yeah, like, I, I love the, the his movement of the camera, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he has very, uh, he moves the camera around a lot, like you know, steady cam. Like, um, I keep thinking of uh, uh, where um, Tommy is talking to Megan on the phone, and uh, like the camera is like circling around both of them, you know, yep. simultaneously as as it, as as it cuts between the two of them, and the camera is just circling around both of them, and it's like that's a level of style you you have not seen in the Friday series uh, before or afterwards, you know. And like I, I just said, like yeah, this is this is different, you know. This this is someone who um, really enjoys the material, loves the material, and just wanted to do something special with it, you know. And uh, I, I I love that. I I really love that a lot, you know. It's like I, I love when you you know because that was the problem you have with like some of the remakes. It's like um, they they're made by filmmakers who just don't give a shit. And this is obviously made by someone who gave a shit and really wanted to do something special with it. And like, and he really loved Jason that he just wanted to do something special with Jason, but also have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, we're not like the, like the films are like, not like they're fun, but they're not having fun. You know what I'm saying? Because they're incredibly serious. Um, I mean, you could say they're, they're having fun with a uh, three, but I think that was just because of the, the 3d gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Were, yeah. And and that was just basically it. But other than that, it's just quite seriously done. Um, also, the the character Shelley in uh in part three is is a fun character. Yes. Um, and probably the most important character in the series because he's the one who provides Jason with the hockey mask. Yeah, that is true. Although to be fair, if I'm giving him credit, then I have to give the fucking redneck weed farmer in the remake credit, and I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah, um, also uh, noted that uh, this has the best version of Tommy Jarvis. Yes. Out of the three appearances of uh, Jason's um, most uh, famous nemesis, Tommy Jarvis, this is the best version of Tommy Jarvis. Um, and I, I guess that's also due to the fact that it's played by uh, the great Tom Matthews. Tom fucking Matthews. Like... Hey. Fucking genre royalty with only two real films under like his belt, but like they're two of the best. No, like yeah, like he he's uh, he appears uh, quite often in, in genre films, but um, this is the one where I think everyone is celebrates him for. Uh, is I, his... This and Return of the Living Dead are the ones that I celebrate him for. I just like, yeah, he's fucking outstanding. Yeah, 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 uh, definitely uh, his appearance in um, uh, Return of the Living Dead parts one and two, because um, because. Uh, uh, I, I love part two as much as part one, but th- that would be another discussion. Um, my, my love of Return of the Living Dead part two, but yeah, Tom Matthews fucking uh, as Tommy Jarvis in here is like, is this is, is fantastic, and uh, I, I love also um, 
I, I I don't recall the actress's name, but the uh, Megan. Yeah, I don't know her name either. But I will say about Tommy real quick though. I do think the thing that's cool is it's like the it's the first time that like they it was, I, mean, I guess maybe it was McLaughlin, maybe it was Tom Matthews, maybe it was like I don't know. But um, I feel like the first time they really figured out completely how to do that character well because like I feel like it was fine in four like with like the Corey Feldman the kid version, but like. They did that whole thing at the end of the movie because it was supposed to be the final chapter, but they were clearly leaving it open, and they were like, maybe Tommy's the killer going forward. And it was like, maybe not. Maybe not do that. And then, like, five, they're like, Jason's back, except not really. And then it's just like, and then, like, the end of it, they're like, the extra insult to injury is like, hey, it's, it wasn't Jason, but you know who is Jason? Tommy. And I'm like, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Which is why immediately they were like, we're not doing that. We're going to make Jason with Tommy a good guy. And it's like, he gets to be so heroic that I was so bummed out that, like, they never used him again. <laughs> it was like, from that point forward, it was just like, and the Tommy Jarvis character just, because like, he could be, like, to me, like, he could be, like, Laurie Strode. But no, they just fucking just, like, until the game, until the game came out, they just fucking abandoned Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, word, word, word. It, it was like, uh, like, um, similar to, like, Alice in uh, Nightmare 4 and 5. Where like they set her up to be the big hero, and like she does uh, in in four and five, and then it's just like by the time we get to Freddy's dead, it's just like what the fuck happened to Alice, and it's just like yeah, uh, and it's not, and and then, see the difference is there is that um, uh, Freddy's dead is set years after uh, uh, Nightmare Five, and um, how many like well that is a good point to make because the fucking timeline of the Friday series is completely fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You know what it was? You know what fucked it up was when they did the time jump between one and two, where one and two is uh, two is set five years after uh, one. And then two, three, and four are set over, like, the same weekend, almost. And it's like, that's fucking weird. And then uh, five is set many years after four. And then who knows how many years uh, six is set after five. And I think it's supposed to be like 10 years that is set after um, in seven. It's like like 10 years set after six. And then um, however long is set uh, after seven in eight. And it's just like, I, I think doing the calculations, part eight is supposed, <laughs> to be, is supposed to be set in 2000. And uh, which is weird too, because they show fucking Times Square in New York and shit, and uh, they it's it's obviously uh, eighty nine because they still have the fucking Batman symbol, uh, like you know for Tim Burton's Batman in Times Square and shit. And look, I was a teenager roaming Times Square because I went to school out in Times Square uh, or near Times Square uh, around that time. And like, it, no, this does not look like Times Square in two thousand. I can tell you from from memory and shit. So it's like, yeah, this is this is all kind of fucked, but. Uh, yeah, um, now I, I'm so fucking caught up in the timeline, I forgot my original point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally mean, forgot my original point. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, you know, you're not wrong, but at the same time, it's also like, it doesn't, I don't think that much about it, because like, I don't think really anybody's involved. It would be better of like, well, we introduced a kid, and we don't want to be stuck with the kid, so like, how the fuck do we get out of this? So it's like, then they aged up Tommy, and then it was just like that's kind of so I, I don't think it was ever like planned in terms of like the no way no 
well, 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 no, what happened was that uh, they had to do that in necessity because they they could not get Corey Feldman back. Well, yeah, I know that's yeah. They get all get for that one scene because you're doing the Goonies, but like yeah, even yeah. that, I feel like they I feel like they were like, we want like Tommy to be like teenage because we want fucking the ability to have an adversary for Jason, even though he doesn't really do much in five. Like we're being right, really right. honest. Yeah, it, yeah, like they're they're to the point where he dis- he completely disappears from the fucking movie in five. But also, like I think what what I appreciate about that is that they were trying to be logical. Where it's just like Jason is dead, you know, he's dead, he's fucking he had his head cut in half. Um, spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um like yeah, he's dead, he's dead. So uh their 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 most logical idea was we'll make Tommy the new killer, and then everybody was just like no, just, just just no. So it's like, oh fuck! What the fuck do we do now? We'll bring Jason back as a zombie, and uh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then it's like, all right. So how the fuck do we make that work? And God bless them for picking Tom McLaughlin because he's the one who like had the the right idea to make it work. Because uh, you know, he it was it's was, it was the best way you could have did it. Like. You know, like I was saying earlier, this is fucking silly. We're 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 basically throwing any kind of logic out the window to bring Jason back because that's what the fans want. And he was that's just like, the thing. "Yeah, like that's that's like my like the, it's like I feel like that was because you're to your point, you were correct. They were like Jason is dead, just like they were like uh like um um Michael Myers is dead uh, at the end of two. That's why or sorry, the end of uh four. And then they were like, they did the exact same thing where they were like, maybe Jamie Lloyd's the new Michael Myers. And then it was just like, nobody wants this. We just want the goddamn person we're paying for. And then they're like, hey, never mind. <laughs> like, they survived. That's fine. It's okay. They're back. You don't care. And like, truth be told, I didn't as a child, as an adult. I don't care. Like, however you have to bring them back, it's fine. I don't give a shit. No, no, like, well, like, at, at least, it, it, yeah, you could give credit to, to the, the Friday producers because they was like, yeah, we're just going to bring him back as a zombie. Well, Halloween, they just like, we have to find the most illogical reasons why he survived. <laughs> you know, we at, at the end of two, we watched this man burn. He, he, he was a, like, uh, he was cooked a fucking Big Mac overdone. You know what I'm saying? For those that don't know, that's a reference to the burning, um, <laughs> which, which will be talked about. Um, and then it was just like, all right, he's dead. We're going to go off in another direction with Halloween 3. And everybody's like, no, we want Michael back. So it's, it's like, yeah, we watched him burn, but he's fine. He's just, <laughs> he's just in a vegetative state. And then at the end of 4, we watched him get shot a billion times. But no, he's fine. He just fell down the well and he's, he, he's fine. And then he took a nap for a year. And now he's fine killing again. You know what I'm saying? It's just they they don't know what to do, so they have to find the most illogical reasons to bring him back. These guys just said, "Fuck it, he's a zombie." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's I'm a zombie. Well, like, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. That that's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? It, fuck it. You know, just 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 you know, if you're gonna go that silly, just go all the way silly. And uh, you know, like I said, McLaughlin just really knew how to do. It. But like he he doesn't go to to a form of silly where he's basically parrying the material where he's just like taking yeah yeah it's not a spoof at all it's just, it's it's very funny it's very silly but he still takes a level of it seriously you know 
Um, but the scares still work. As I said, like when I was a child, this was fucking terrifying. Like when I was like, when I was like, like when I was watching this as a kid, this was as scary to me as any other Friday the 13th movie was. Like it wasn't like they just fucking like, I didn't get the comedy until years later. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most definitely. Um, I think the, the probably the most terrifying aspect of it is that there are actual children on the campgrounds. So that uh, and there there is a moment where Jason seems like he's about to kill the children. <laughs> like when, down to sleep, I played a little bit so to keep. <laughs> right, right, right. And then um, uh, after Megan tells the children to all, all like hide under the pads and shit, you know, and then uh, you know Tommy's trying to call Jason out to him to 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 the lake, and Jason says, "Fuck this! Uh, I'm not going all the way out there." all the children are here i'll just kill them and he burst through the door and shit you know what i'm saying and then that's when uh megan goes to rescue the children and it's like like yeah like this shows that um i mean because we never really seen jason at that as that le- i mean he's been fucking evil throughout the entirety of the series at this point but we never see him as that level of evil where he's effectively going to murder a, a whole cabin full of children and it's like i mean he doesn't but he was going to if uh, Megan hadn't interrupted him and then he was going to squish her head until uh, uh, Tommy distracted him with uh, his beautiful name calling. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I don't know if this is meant to be funny, but like when Tommy's in the in the boat, he's like, come on, Jason, come on. Come on, maggot head. Come on, you pussy. Like, Tom Matthews' delivery of the word pussy is just the funniest shit. Come on, you pussy. You know what I'm saying? And Jason's like, oh, you want to fuck around? All right, let's go. Um... <laughs> Which, which is another thing uh, that uh, I wanted to talk about because uh, you clearly see Jason jump into the water to get Tommy, um, which makes me confused as to like in Freddy versus Jason where they make uh, Jason's fear of the water. And I'm like, we, we clearly see this, this man in water numerous times with no fear. Why is he all of a sudden scared of water? Okay, we're going to get to that eventually. I'm definitely, I want to do that. However, I'm saying for a minute we're putting a pin in that because you're not wrong, but like yeah, that it's a whole new conversation and I it takes a lot like it's gonna take me like a fucking Charlie Day board to like point to make that work. But I can, I believe in myself, I can make that work. Um, <laughs> the one thing I will say, actually, this is actually a nice segue because of the water. Um, the bet because like I don't necessarily know that Jason. I mean, I guess he is kind of at his most evil in this because they play up the kind of malevolence. Um, but the way that I always kind of I thought was the coolest way. Like, this one kid that I grew up with. I remember when Freddy versus Jason was coming out, who um, was talking about like basically like literally like the characters of like Freddy versus Jason, where he's like um, basically Jason isn't evil. He's just a shark. Like, he's a shark, he's a lion, like, he's whatever the fuck, like, he's an apex predator. Like, if you don't go to fucking Crystal Lake, it's not a problem. But if you do go to Crystal Lake, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are, like, he's gonna fucking go through you, because that's what he has to do. Like, it's just like, that's the way his brain is wired. Where it's just like, it's not even like, because they always make it like a punishment thing, which I do think is a factor. But, like, I do think mostly it's just him being like, if you don't, except for, like, when you take him out of Crystal Lake, like, if you put him on a boat, let's say an eight, or if you put him like in like uh Frederick Jason where you transpose him for different locations, like I think it's supposed to be Springwood in yeah, Frederick yeah. Jason. Um it's like if you move him, then it's just basically all bets are off and he'll just basically kill everything in his path. But most of the time, 
if you just leave him in Crystal Lake, he doesn't he, he won't fuck with you. Like he's he's not evil per se. He's just like I this is my home. If you come into my home, then we're gonna have a fucking problem. You stay out of my home, I don't care about you. You 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 go fuck wherever you want. I mean, as long as it's outside the boundaries of Crystal Lake, we're all set. <laughs> no, 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 I agree with that. And the, and the funny thing is, funny enough, that's what I think David Gordon Green understood best when he did Halloween 2018. But uh, about Michael is just that he he doesn't care. He just wants to kill people. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like if if you're near, he will kill you. Like you know, and it's like by design. Like who do I kill? Who do I kill? You know, and uh, that that gracing. But uh, I I will save discussion for 2018, Halloween 2018, another time. I will say though that uh, that reminds me of uh, the commentary track for Jason Takes Manhattan with a uh, Kane Hodder. And Jensen Daggett and Scott Reeves, where Jason's on the boat killing everybody, and um, uh, I think Scott Reeves asked Kane, uh, "So, could you explain to me why Jason is killing all these? Why is he killing all these people?" And Kane just goes, "Cause they're there." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best answer. That's 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 the best answer you could you could give for like why is Jason like? There's no rhyme or reason why he's doing. It. He's just they're just there. Exactly. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like he's like he's literally just he's an animal more than anything. More than he's like a man. Because I think like they, like if you really even take the idea of Jason with the original movies, where like he basically essentially didn't die, essentially, is basically the way they was kind of implied that he's kind of ended up in the woods or whatever. So mm-hmm. at this point, he's not even that's why I feel like that's a big part of why he's nonverbal. It isn't even like and he, he just because he's literally just an animal. Like he just literally, so like if you put him on a boat, like yeah, he's gonna. It's like the same thing as like you fucking like put a lion on a boat and you fucking open the goddamn cage. Like it's like that lion is probably gonna kill some motherfuckers, like because because they're there. No, yeah, yeah. That's that. I think that's what uh, Kane understood best about when playing Jason was that like what you just said about he's basically a, a shark. He's a land shark. Where and um, he conveyed that in his performance where he was like. If he notices someone, he'll turn his head first, and then the body will follow. And that's just, like, uh, the, the best thing uh, Kane does when he's playing Jason. And it's like, yeah. And um, to the credit, C.J. Graham basically does the same thing in here with um, uh, the, 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 the funniest two characters in this movie to me is the fucking... That couple that's having a yep. picnic in the fucking woods at night. In Crystal Lake, no less. <laughs> Like, like yes, yes. Crystal Lake knows us, but like still to the fact that they're having a picnic at night in the middle of the woods. They got fucking champagne. They got the blanket down. But this is at night in the middle of the fucking woods. Like, and but like I, I'm, I'm guessing that was intentional. Like you know, like like this is silly. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're idi- silly anyway. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And like after he kills uh the caretaker, uh where he um crushes his bottle and then stabs him in the throat with it which i thought yeah, was great yeah that was amazing <laughs> yeah and then like when they show him the fucking the blood is pouring out of the 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 the, the, the opening in the in the bottle and i thought that yep. was fucking fantastic so good. um yeah 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 um he is basically now the bottle and shit because he's leaking <laughs> yeah. yeah but like he he also goes to sever his head and then he gets spotted by the dude who like oh i heard a noise let me go investigate <laughs> okay yeah you know that's a slasher movie etiquette one-on-one there like you investigate a strange noise um and then like fucking jason spots him and then he does 
Oh, somebody else to kill. Okay. Um, and then he just runs both of them through as they're trying to get away. We got to get to town. Tell someone. Oh, and you're dead. And <laughs> it's like, that's one thing I love about the Friday 13 series is just that, the, you know, because they have to keep the body count. Um, uh, cool, cool up. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll introduce characters just to kill them. Like, like part five is the best at it because there's just, it's just filled with people who just are not almost non They're just there as fodder canon father and uh but i love it when it happens and like them two is just like the fucking greatest thing because it's like we, we have to find a, you know uh someone for jason to kill let's just have a couple uh having a picnic at night in in the fucking woods like they don't even have a light with them like a like a lamp or anything they're just in the dark what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're just planning, you're just fucking in the, uh, in, in the woods. Like, I mean, what, what, what do you really need? We're being completely honest. <laughs> right, like, you see that. You you definitely see that in, in the Friday series where it's just, like, a couple uh, camping and they have a tent up. Like, in, in, immediately in part seven, you see that. The couple in the woods just camping. It's like, yeah, I get that. These motherfuckers are having a picnic. Like... It's, it's it's the dumbest shit, but I think it's just it's, it's it's supposed to be dumb, and it just it makes it funnier. So like, I I, I just find that hilariously stupid. But like, I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm guessing that was meant to be stupid. So I I have no like ill real problems with that because it was funny. Um, I also th- think a lot of the deaths are are meant to be funny as well. Like you were saying that the the triple beheading was terrifying to you as a kid, but like also you admit that now it's fucking hilarious oh yeah that entire sequence is fucking hysterical <laughs> when i was four or five it was fucking horrifying it's just like but now it's like it's fucking hilarious because like especially like the fucking um alpha fucking ceo guy who like gets his fucking face put into the fucking tree and like there's a little like a uh, smiley face on it so it's like a blood stained smiley face that's fucking brilliant yeah when i was a child fucking horrifying <laughs> but as an adult, it's just fucking great. Like as an adult, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, like yeah, yeah. That is another uh uh moment that signifies the tone here, where it's just like he slams him so hard into uh the tree it imprints a face, but it's a smiley face. Like, I mean, uh, also like you, you could say that uh in the defense of like if people are saying, Oh, that's too stupid, you could say like, Oh, the smiley face was already there. You know, because, you know, we, we don't really... Do we really even see the tree before he smacks his face into it? I mean, it's a tree. How the fuck can you tell? Like, they're all... The trees look like trees. <laughs> like... Yeah. And then it's just a smiley face. Also, when uh, Jason realizes he's holding his machete yep. with his arm still attached to it, and he's just like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Free like machete. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, um, with the... What, what was the name of the... the, the, the the character with the glasses. I don't know his uh, name. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know yeah. this guy with glasses. The right. nervous guy. Yeah. And then he shoots Jason with the paintballs. Paintball. <laughs> Jason, Jason just looks down like, the fuck are you doing? Like, people don't realize how funny a character Jason can be. Like, especially in this one. And in part seven as well. Because there's a moment in part seven where it's just like, it's one of the funniest things I ever see, I've ever seen. I actually made a, a little video of it. I'll show it to you. Um... Uh, Jason is hilarious in this one because it's just like he's he's just like he's like like I said he's him and Tommy are probably the only serious things in this movie um and like he's just reacting to like everything that's silly normally like when he sees a uh, court uh and 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 his girlfriend in the the RV uh fucking 
and like it's just rocking up and down and he's just like huh i mean because you know jason essentially died when he's a children he doesn't know what fucking is um oh i mean he's seen it before i was saying he has to have uh, a pretty good idea because nobody at crystal lake can stop fucking so at yeah, this point, yeah, he has yeah. a pretty good idea <laughs> Yeah, where 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 uh uh he runs uh the the couple fucking through in part two and shit with the with the spear. So he he he's seen he's seen fucking numerous times, but I guess he's just never seen it on this level where they got the whole RV rocking and it's like, the fuck like the hell like it's a Michael Myers head tilt, but it's just like, it 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 makes sense in 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 this context because it's like the fuck is happening here, <laughs> and that that and that scene is funny anyway because uh um. The they're doing it to a song, and she's like, "You gotta hold out until the end of the song." He's like, and you see, he's ready to go, and he's like, "How much longer?" She's like, "Only ten more minutes." And it's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and 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 uh, I feel him because it's like, what what song is ten minutes long, and why do we have to fuck the whole ten minutes for it? <laughs> you know I mean, clearly, you're not a man who has listened to a lot of thrash metal, because <laughs> there is. There is there are some songs. I mean, like not they don't sound like that, but there is there are some songs that are just that, that are more than ten minutes that like don't necessarily have to be. And I mean, I don't know if I would fuck to them, but they exist. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. But um, uh, what, what's funny is about that scene that, that he he cuts the power on the RV. He rips the fucking cord out, and um, and she's like, oh, like fuck. And then like as as they're getting off of each other. She goes, oh, Court, you didn't already. He's like, oh, come on, wasn't that the end of the song? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, um, what, what I think it was a great touch that not a lot of people notice is that you could hear him pull his condom off. Yeah, and I didn't like, notice that until like recent viewings. I never noticed that. Like, I mean, was it, yeah. but also to be fair, when I was watching it on fucking VHS and shit, it's not like you can fucking hear that kind of sound yeah. separation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they clean these movies real, not just in picture, but in sound, so you, you can hear things a lot better. And um, like yeah, the same thing. Like um, in in re- recent viewings, like maybe uh, a couple of years ago, I realized you can hear the snap of the rubber rubber from the condom as he pulls it off, and it's like, oh, they were practicing safe sex, but they still died anyway. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know if that really like that's like. I mean, whether or not the the sex was safe, I don't necessarily think that like. The sex is automatically not safe if you're doing it at Crystal Lake. So, like, whether or not there was a condom involved is really the least of your concerns. That is true. That is true. I also love that that part because um, uh, as uh, they 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 turn the RV back on and they start driving away, uh, when when um, um, he murders her in the bathroom by shoving her face into the the wall and like it imprints her face into the wall. But also, uh, I I just I love that death so much. It's just because it's just visually amazing. Yes. Like the way like her face just comes out in the wall, but also because he's playing uh, Alice Cooper's "I'm a Teenage Frankenstein" as he's rocking right. on, yeah, and like he's and he's really rocking on to that shit. You see, like the, the way he's driving that shit, and it's like, I, I like I, I I I've known people like you know what I'm saying to like to to rock out while they drive, but like never that hard and shit where they just like convulsing back and forth and shit. But like all power to him is uh, it does uh, cause him to get a knife shoved in his brain, but uh, you know. Um, also, like to mention that is the uh, nephew of John Travolta uh, playing the character of Court. Yeah, I can't remember what I saw him in recently because I was just like, "Oh shit, it's Court!" Like I was just like, but I didn't. Cause I I've really only seen him in this, but I, I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I saw him in something recently for like, the first time. That was the first time I seen him outside of being that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it does make right. sense that he is John Travolta's nephew because he looks exactly like John Travolta, just like skinnier. 
Yeah, he does. Uh, he is the son of uh, uh, John's sister, Ellen. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I, w- I was watching this uh, years back in the day, and uh, you know, I I I I knew I knew that, or I I found that out recently. So I I called my mother in to to, to hey ma to to tell me who this guy is, and it was like he kind of reminds me of a. Uh, John Travolta. I was like, yeah, that, that's his nephew. She said, of course. Look, he's fucking Vinnie Barbarino reincarnated right there. Look at him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. He's like 80s Vinnie Barbarino and all that shit. Like that, that scene where he fucking takes the, 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 the boys off and he's like giving them that bullshit lesson about the Indians with, with the rocks. He was like, yeah, like, you know, he leaves in and he, like, you know, he wants to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the dad runs off with a squaw, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this motherfucker's a dick. You know what I'm saying? And I like him. But that that's one thing uh, I, I, I like about this one a lot is that, which, I you know, really bothers me about the other ones, especially part one, which is why I don't really like it that much. <laughs> I love that you keep having to, like, fucking take digs in part one, which I used to not like. So, but now I'm very offended. <laughs> like, it's like, I've come around on it. I've turned a corner. But okay, go ahead. Take your shot. Go ahead. Right, right, right. I, I think it didn't, like, it slowly, it became a gradual thing um, because the, the, the problem, I think, the, and this is not a, a problem that's limited to uh, Friday the 13th uh, and its uh, sequels, is that a lot of screenwriters did not know how to write teens well. And, you know, while trying to make them witty and funny, they just made them thoroughly obnoxious. And uh, the, the teens in the original Friday 13th are thoroughly obnoxious. And, like, they gradually start getting better. Um, it's like where you get to part four and then you got uh, Jimbo and Teddy Bear. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who are just the greatest. And But, like, I, I genuinely like all the, the teens in this one. Uh, like, I'm not bothered by any of them at all and uh I, I think that's probably what works best with the slashers just like you have to like them you, you, you just can't like if you don't like them then you're rooting for them to die and yeah, uh that's that's horror in general honestly like that's yeah, like, yeah i mean if you don't care about the characters then they're, they're it's not scary it's not anything it's just yeah, they, yeah there's no tension at all like like that's the i think that's the reason why jason becomes the hero of these movies because you yeah. hate these kids and you want him to to murder them brutally because they all suck and, uh, well, and this- yes and no. I do feel like you're not wrong. But the other thing is, I also feel like people, that's why they were, it's like the same reason you go to like, because I mean, how many fucking Frankenstein, Wolfman, whatever sequels did they make? Because people want to see, like they always introduce like new characters, but it was always like, you're going to see the monster. Like, that's why you're going. So right. that's my whole thing with like the Friday franchise, the Halloween franchise, the Nightmare franchise. And like this, and I think that's the thing that like I don't think, I do think studios got, but I don't think critics got. Because I remember like that was the whole thing. I've read, read like um, like Ebert's review and stuff of like the Friday movies, where he's just like talking about like there was these kids who were like we want boobs, like whatever. And I was like, but that's why they were going. Like you're not judging this properly. Like you're like you're judging this as like against Citizen Kane when you should just be judging it for what it is. Like it's kids going to have a good time watching a movie. So, like, they're going to watch cool kill scenes. They're right. going to watch nudity, which actually is absent from Friday 13th Part 6. But um, they're going for these things, and that's, like, they're being entertained by that. So, like, you don't appreciate it. That doesn't mean that they are wrong. Right. No, uh, but in in their defense, like, it, I, I think it, it was harder for them to grasp because 
slasher movies like in that time like when when this was coming out like well maybe like not like exactly this one because you know they had been around for quite a few years but like around like when they started like halloween and friday the 13th and like you know the burning and my bloody valentine it was like they were very new you know what i'm saying so it was like it, it was like why why do kids like this you know what i'm saying it was just like a new thing to to to, to factor in like you know uh something uh that they just hadn't experienced before, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's not their fault. Like they, they have to judge it uh, based on other movies because I like, you know, they're old and like, I don't understand now, like in hindsight, you know what I'm saying? Like we're so far removed from, uh, you know, the, the origin of slasher films where it's just like, yeah, the, we understand this because we've had so many years to, to weigh through all the slasher films. So it's just like, yeah, we could judge Context, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Based on uh, other um, slasher movies. But like, yeah, like when you only had like a couple like that, that you had to, you know, judge it by. And and to his credit, though, he did like the the original Halloween, though. Roger Ebert. Like, he, well, yeah, he, it was, have you not? <laughs> yeah, it was it was his review that basically saved the original Halloween because everybody was just like, oh, this is disgusting. But he was like, no. This is fucking good. Uh, I I like this, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh, you know." So essentially, he's basically the reason. Like, you know, because if it wasn't for Halloween, we probably wouldn't have the slasher genre. And if it wasn't for him, uh, you know, basically reviewing it and causing people to re-review it, then we wouldn't have the uh, it, Halloween. Probably wouldn't have had the success it had. So it it's it's all his fault and he has nobody to blame but himself for that because <laughs> that was his doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you got nobody to blame but yourself, Ebert. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> this is all your goddamn fault. But thank you, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you gave us a genre that we 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 love and hold dear to our hearts. But um, yeah, uh, um, I, I, I thoroughly agree with you, though. It's like, this is exactly you know the things we go for, and it's like why they keep doing those those, those same tropes and 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 gimmicks over and over and over again, you know, because it's like audiences are into familiarity, um, you know, it's like uh, probably you know I know why I like watching shit like this over and over and over again is just because it's like you know. What do they say? It's like a warm blanket or yeah, comfortable I was gonna say, it's pair like, it's comforting. Yeah. 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 It's a warm blanket, comfortable pair of shoes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like, and, and I also realized that could be like a problem issue because, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, not for us because we do enjoy new horror whenever it comes out. Um, but like people, like how, like you see those complaints about, uh, like everybody talks about wanting new original horror, but when new original horror comes out, they don't go fucking watch it. And it's like, yeah, because they spend all their time being comforted by these movies, you know what I'm saying? Which is why they, everybody keeps doing the same shit over and over and over again. But that's not a complaint, because I fucking love it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, these cliches is is something I, I just, I love, you know. But um, I think that's this movie's best attribute, because it takes those cliches, but then, like, it does something different. Like, it, it's, it wasn't trying, I don't think it was trying to change like the the face of horror, but just like take what's been done already and just give it a new spin to like, but where we, we still recognize everything. It's like doing the same thing, but different. It's like, uh, like that was basically the, the eighties rule of sequels, you know, do the same thing, but different. That's how we got, um, I mean, that's how we got Ghostbusters too, you know? And... <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
Ghostbusters 2 is just and uh and as much as I love Die Hard 2, it is the same thing as Die Hard, just different. Oh, of course. Uh, uh yeah. But yeah, that um I think that's this this best movie's attribute is just that, you know, it it, it respects what came before, but it's like let's let's do something different, but like let's keep it within the same warehouse that you know, where we're not just like completely, you know, going completely out the realm of what we've done before. I mean, when you do that, you get Jason goes to hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll get into that when we get there. But like, that is the thing. Is like, I feel like this. Oh, you wait, 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 wait. You actually want to talk about Jason goes to hell? If you want to, I would. Do, I would be down. I mean, my, I, mean actually... I would. I would... <laughs> Not everything that I would say would be positive. But like, we could talk about it. <laughs> I was, I was... a lot of. Uh, I, sounds I, like... I was I was I was you know I know I know your dislike of it so I wasn't going to put it down as a suggestion but uh you know say like if you want to but it's like I mean uh, if you want to softly crying in the background will happen occasionally while Rob is speaking but other than that <laughs> no nah, I feel you I feel you I feel you that'll probably be me with uh if you want to talk about happy birthday to me <laughs> Okay, I don't care about the movie. You're the one that has that. Like, I have no strong feelings. You are the one that has strong feelings. I do not have a strong feeling about that one way or another. I'm yeah, like, yeah. that is a movie that exists. But like, yeah. but my whole thing with that is, um, like, I feel like that movie was trying to strip away everything to do something like build something new from the ground up. But the problem is, this movie is kind of the perfect example of how to do that, and they just ignored it mm-hmm. because, like. Their thing was they wanted to basically strip away everything that was familiar about Jason and just do a whole new thing. And this was taking what was familiar and just twisting it completely so that it felt new and it felt fresh. Mm -hmm. And that's why it still works. And it's like fucking decades later, but it still works because it's like it takes that thing that like that, that germ, like that spark that like made it popular and it just like manages to just start a new fire in a new place. But it's, it's not, it's not like it's taking anything and making unrecognizable, which is why I love Jason Lip so much. Is that like, it did what it's, it accomplishes this thing that most things should have tried to do where it's like, it literally like it took the things that you found familiar and just made something original out of it. It just, it's so, steeped in what you already like that you are willing to accept different the differences that it gives you which i think is cool and interesting it's why i have always kind of held on to it because like it's a movie you can show somebody who doesn't like slasher movies and they'll probably get something out of it yeah somebody asked me that too uh if um because i'd be doing that uh was that that uh ngl thing where you you get, get asked anonymous questions and someone asked me i don't know who but somebody asked me like uh, what movies would I recommend to someone who uh, likes horror but is not really steeped in like horror, you know, movies, and like you know wants to really get into it? Like what I I, I what I would recommend, and um, one of them was Jason Lips, and for that reason, what you just said, like you know, for 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 somebody who's never seen a Jason movie before, I think this one is probably. And this is why I said it's probably the the best movie, um, the best Friday Thirteenth movie overall. You know, same for for everything you just said. You know, that uh, it it takes everything before and then just gives it a new spin without really just you know 
doing anything completely different to where it's unrecognizable from the slasher genre itself. It's it's a slasher, but it's like a slasher that's like, you know, I know that's a dirty word, like elevated when when it comes to horror. I, like, okay, I don't actually feel bad about that. Like it's like I I don't hate elevated horror. Like it's just like I love. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, like, I love like we we both love like The Witch and like whatever. So like Hereditary and like Midsummer. I love Midsummer. Like so yeah. So like yeah. No, they. I don't think there's anything wrong with elevated horror. But go ahead. No. Yeah. And uh. I, I I still prefer the Papa Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna go for that. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's like th- this movie's kind of like elevated slasher, but like yeah. still within the realms of just being a thorough slasher. So it's like not really, uh, you know, just like it's you know, it's basically walking that fine line, but like just completely just just being glorious, and it's like. Um, and and that's just I think is is best uh lasting like its best attributes and is why it's lasted so long and it's just stayed relevant for so long. Also, um, to be real quick, uh, it it does have my favorite uh death of Jason, like his demise. Oh, okay. yeah. I, yeah, I do like that too. But I do have one more thing to say. But go ahead. No, no, no. Like I, I, that's why I said I was gonna be real quick. Um, okay. with, uh. I, I I don't know. Um, I think it also has to do with the the the, the fact that it's um what's his name Harry uh, Mephredini's uh score. Yes. It's my my favorite uh, of his uh, Friday Thirteenth scores. Um, and also the score just works beautifully in the climax where uh you know Tommy ties the chain around Jason and sinks him to the bottom of the uh of, of the lake. And then um but he gets trapped. You know Jason brings him under and tries to drown him. So Megan jumps in. Uh, and then she puts the the boat propeller in his neck, and I think like coupled with that, like that visual, like you know Jason just getting the shit blended out of his neck by the boat propeller, but also like it ha- fucking snaps. Ha- <laughs> That's yeah, like, part. yeah, um, and like you know the the way it's visualized, but also with the Manfredini score playing over it, you know what I'm saying like and it's at like a fever pitch, is is why I probably appreciate this death more than. Uh, any other Jason's death, even more than his his death in Friday Four, where he gets his head chopped in half. You know that's a beautiful thing. You know, of course, you have uh uh my man uh Tom Savini doing the makeup effect for that. But still, that 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 death is glorious. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like he's just like and then it just snaps, and then and then you see like the fucking uh the gut. Yeah, yeah, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch upon that. Like, this is my favorite Jason death in the entire series. That's yeah, no, that's fucking awesome. I will say, like, one thing I was gonna say, because you actually kind of teed up, uh, musically, it is also my favorite. Well, okay, that's not true. My second favorite horror theme of all time, after the Killer Clowns theme by the Dickies. But my second favorite horror theme of all time is Alice Cooper's uh, "He's Back," the Man Behind the Mask. Yes, uh, I fucking love that so fucking much. Like I, I, I had a thing um, on Twitter. I think it was last Friday, thir- second to last Friday thirteenth, where I posted that versus Dream Warriors, and I was like, I wish I could see who's voting for what. I was like, everybody who voted for Dream Warriors, I'm like, you're not my friend anymore. I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't think you're a good person. <laughs> like, it's just like you're absolutely objectively wrong. Because he's back to being the- also Teenage Frankenstein is awesome too. But like, he's back to being the Mind the Mask is fucking awesome. That is the best theme of any Friday Thirteenth movie and almost any horror movie, as far as I'm concerned, except for the Dickies Killer Clowns theme. No, yeah, I, I thoroughly agree. I fucking love that song so much. Um, 
I uh I uh I used to work out considerably uh years ago until I fucking fucked up my wrist and my knees and uh you know uh I didn't uh, work out after that and sh- I should you know what I'm saying cuz they feel considerably better but I just not so I'm just sitting here continuing to be a fat piece of shit um <laughs> <laughs> but um uh I I used to work out to uh man behind a mask um that uh the rocky four soundtrack where um my workouts in my workout song rotate rotation and that is an amazing song to work out to i i, I just wanted to let you know if you ever want to work out to a, a great song the uh, alice cooper's the man behind the mask is a fantastic song too it, it's it's it, it rocks so hard and shit and it, it, you know what i'm saying it pumps you up so badly like you know what i'm saying when you're hitting the weights and shit like he's back the man behind and i'm like just like yeah yeah i mean i don't know why i'm visualizing it and shit because only patrick can see <laughs> what the, chris yeah. can see it chris can see it in his mind's eye chris chris barreras <laughs> he feels this in his soul yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, i'll give you that yeah yeah <laughs> but totally 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 um do we have anything else that we want to say about? No, I'm good. So if we want to shift gears, it's time to shift gears. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Now we move on to the second feature of this double, which is my monster pick. And I decided to go with 1931's Frankenstein or Frankenstein. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was appropriate being that, uh, uh, you know, compared to Jason Lives, which, uh, he's basically resurrected Frankenstein style. Um, I did, uh, I did forget to note that, um, well, I love, uh, real quick before we get thoroughly into Frankenstein that Tommy Jarvis is, I, I love that version of Tommy Jarvis, but that version of Tommy Jarvis is responsible for the deaths of hundreds of people. Because Jason was perfectly dead in his casket. And then, like, in trying to kill someone who's basically already dead, he resurrects him. And then uh, gets poor Horshack uh, from Welcome Back, Clotter killed. <laughs> and then, like, so many people, like, because Jason continue all, continues on from there. And he kills so many people. So that's all Tommy Jarvis' fault. Um, this but, episode, or welcome back, Cutter, than you would have bargained for. <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. You have a uh, uh, Horshack and uh, Vinny Barbarino Jr. in the film, so <laughs> that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That works out. That works out. If you want to do a companion piece to Welcome Back, Cutter, <laughs> nobody does. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I thought, you know. Uh, um, I mean, it might have been too obvious, but like I felt like it would have been nice to, because like yeah, Jason is resurrected, uh, Frankenstein style. So why not just bring it back to James Whale's Frankenstein, um, an undisputed classic of horror movies, uh, you know. And it goes without saying that uh, the, our slash movie icons are basically just updated versions of the Universal monsters. Uh, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, and the mummy. Uh, I guess Freddy is Dracula, Jason is Frankenstein, and Michael is the mummy. Is is would that be accurate in uh comparison? Yes. Except for like, I mean, the mummy has more to do. Okay, the monster the mummy, sure. But like in the movie The Mummy, like he's only like the mummy for like four seconds, and then he's just like he's 
his own thing with the fez and the fucking right, right. <laughs> hypnotism. So like, so it's like it's hard to compare. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Ardeth Bay for actually. He's kind of uh, if you if you break it down, I guess he's most Candyman because like with the hypnotism and stuff. So I right. guess that's that is true. And like you know, he's coming for his uh his lost love, which uh, that's what Candyman's whole thing is. Uh, well, and uh, the. Well, not even particularly the the first film. The the second film is more like cause they do that whole stupid thing in part two. It, 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 that's that's another conversation. <laughs> that's I, I'm I'm really just about to go on about Candyman. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I, I guess because you know, uh, like yeah, you're correct. Uh, like I mean, because they really don't do that in the other monster movies, like in in, in the the other mummy movies. In um, the first one with Boris Karloff, yeah. He's the mummy for like 30 seconds, which is features my favorite moment in the movie where he scares that guy into insanity. Ah! Loves that so much. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that scene is great. And then he's just like, you know, he has the fez and all that stuff for the remainder of the movie. But like in the other ones, he's just, you know, mummy wrapped in uh, like in the mummy. We all the style of mummy. We all Iconic, know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think if like if you were making a comparison to, to Mummy with Michael, it, it'd probably be based on the sequels. Um, Frankenstein, he's just like a uh, uh, mongoloid like creation, and uh, I think that works best. Um, what uh, what I love about this one so much? I mean, obviously, how could you not love it? It's it's a masterpiece of horror, and it's James Whale, iconic filmmaker. Uh, but it's like. To me, um, like out of those three, especially, and um, well, maybe not the Wolfman because I do love the Wolfman, but like the Wolfman came years later. Well, like you know, the Wolfman that we all know because people seem to forget Werewolf of London. Uh, Werewolf of London was came around the same time these one because these were in the, the early 30s, and Wolfman was uh, 43. Like 40, 44, 45, 40, maybe 43, around that time. And then, like, and then, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which, uh, 50s. yeah. And, uh, like, so, like, they, 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 like, there's a gradual rising of, uh, violence in them. And this one, the, the, especially this one and, uh, Dracula, uh, like, it, it, I, I'm always so amazed because this was like, the one that was like it was so grotesque it was it was so violent and vulgar for for audiences back in the 30s like there were scenes that were cut out and lo almost lost forever because they were considered so violent and just so nasty like audiences were just horrified and it's just frankenstein throwing a little girl in the lake and that that was it that was that was the level of violence that people were so shocked they had to cut it out of the movie you know what i'm saying it's just he just picks her up and throws her into the lake and he's just like oh, oh, oh and then he runs away and that was that that was just the shocker that's like you know considering now like you know when we think about violence in movies and shit we think about like fucking like uh like we were talking about last episode like the last matinee when motherfuckers just t ripping out eyeballs yep <laughs> you know what i'm saying and just like all the other shit like um I think think of like shit like Frontiers or Martyrs, yeah. which just like I will I will not watch it, but I'm aware of it. Serbian film. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm definitely not doing Serbian nope, film. Ever. Not ever in my life. 
Yeah, like I mean, I, I like fucked up shit, but I'm definitely never doing Serbian film or uh, the the Human Centipede. I was going to say that too. Nope, not doing that either. I, I have no interest in watching them shits. Nope, ever. But um, like we we are aware like the depra- the level of depravity that that are in those movies and shit. And it's like to to come like like to get all the way to here with those movies and like that are coming from just my man Frankenstein throwing a little girl in the lake where that was just like the pinnacle of on-screen violence in this times and shit. Like I, I would have loved to have seen that and um, like just be like a, a, a audience member in the thirties when this was released and just see like people lose their fucking minds watching uh, <laughs> Boris Karloff throw the little girl. In the- oh, when he, um, uh, he strangles fucking uh, Edward Von Sloan uh, and uh, he kills Fritz. And, and yes, I'm glad I brought that up myself because the assist, the hunchback assistant's name is Fritz. God damn it. <laughs> Not Igor, because people still to this day call him Igor. Oh, like, yeah, well, Frankenstein was in there with Igor. It's Fritz, motherfucker. Fritz. He doesn't because the, the hunchback uh, assistant named Igor doesn't show up until Ghost of Frankenstein years later. He is Fritz, played by the great Dwight Fry. Remember I that. Note for the record, I don't have this strong of feelings, <laughs> but I assure you, I have never called him Igor. It's okay. It'll be okay, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I think that's probably also the fault of a uh, young Frankenstein. Yeah, it definitely know? is. One hundred percent. Yeah, like you know, people are still call, calling him Igor for that. They see dude with hunchback and like, oh, it's Igor. No, his name is Fritz. You know, played by uh, the one of the great performers, Dwight Fry. Um, I was rewatching uh, Dracula in there when he plays Redfield, and uh, he's fantastic. And he's fantastic oh, in this fuck. one. Oh, fuck. That didn't even occur to me until just now. <laughs> he's well, Redfield. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's fantastic in both movies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I remember um, when I was a kid, uh, I would. Like, you know, I was getting into horror and all that shit. And, like, these were like kind of, like, my entryways into horror as well. Um, where, like, Sci-Fi Channel, like, through the month of October would show these movies, like, these and the, the Hammer uh, horror monster movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, Curse of Frankenstein and uh, horror, horror of Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, Curse of the Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, my father was a big fan of those, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he says he remembers vividly going to see in the theater when he was a kid himself, uh, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. So, uh, like, yeah, I always was, like, into those and shit. And I remember vividly just um, sitting Indian style in the middle of the floor and, and living my childhood home uh, in the living room uh, on watching uh, sci-fi channels uh, showings of, like, Frankenstein and, like, and then, like, when I started getting my own money and I had my own VCR and I could buy my own movies, like, this Frankenstein was, like, one of the first things I bought. Uh, that one and Dracula and uh, The Mummy. And I was like, yeah, I would rewatch this one constantly. I, I, I love this movie so much. It, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I know it's not, like, actually uh, within the book, you know what I'm saying, like, the, the, the oh, look it's super of, different, but I think that's actually what makes it better. But I'll get into it when I get to my part. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's like Boris Carlos, uh, Jack. I would say Jack Pierce designed because he's the one who designed the makeup. Is like the most iconic thing ever. It's like where they even did it in um the Monster Squad. Uh, 
in society. They did, they did just close enough to not be to be recognizable, but not close enough to not be sued. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a very fine line that Stan Winston walks. <laughs> right, right, yeah. He didn't give him the flat top, but it's basically almost the exact same. Oh, design. it's very, very close. <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> it's just close enough that fucking Universal couldn't sue them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because they they the ones that own the 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 look. Yep. Um, so like yeah, and it's just uh, I, I like the the one thing I I will say is like it doesn't have a music score, and um, I know that bothers some people, but I think it actually makes it even more scary the fact that there is no music. So like the the scenes of horror and shit are like just like more inherently scarier than anything in uh the other uh Universal monster movies, but that's just me, you know. And uh, no, I agree. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I I I love this movie so much. How about you? No, my thing is like I mean I talked about this before, but like um in terms of horror, like I I've talked about my first horror movie being Nightmare on Elm Street. That's because that's the first one I remember seeing, but like at least I remember vividly watching. Whereas I know like there they're, it's it's like it's so like built into who I am as a person. Like it's like part of my DNA that like the original Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and the Wolfman and Dracula are like so deeply a part of me that like I can't even it's even like it's funny like when um I got into like filmmaking and stuff and like learning how to make films of my own and whatnot um and like my brother was talking about like um James Vale's direction of Frankenstein it actually like broke my brain in a way because I never even thought about it being like made like it was always like it, it was like it just kind of like it was like it was, like, it was like conjured into existence like it just like it never didn't exist like it just like when there was something like whenever like there was something that occurred somehow frankenstein was playing on it like it was just it was so like deeply baked in my brain that never even occurred to me how great of a job james whale did until i saw other things and it's like i remember i read the book the for the first time when i was really little and then I read it again for college. And both times I have read the book, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Because to me, Frankenstein is this film. To me, that is Frankenstein. So when you show me what it's supposed to be, it feels inherently wrong, even though it technically, it's diverging from the source material very, very far. Mm. But to, to, to me, Every choice made is a better choice. Like, I think that the book is great for what it is, especially contextually. I get it. It's a great work. It is a seminal work. It is an important work. But to me, I don't want the Frankenstein who is, like, the Frankenstein's monster, whatever the fuck bullshit, um, that um, is, like, talking and is, like, sinister or whatever. To me, the thing that is cool about that character, like that monster, is that he is literally not a monster in the traditional sense. Like he's not doing evil at any point in the film. Like he is literally somebody who was born yesterday. He was like literally, he was born fully formed of parts that were. I mean, it raises interesting questions in terms of the book of, like, what makes you good or evil and, like, our right. parts. We can get to that in a whole different thing. But, um, but like, there's the idea in the film 
of it's literally just somebody who was born yesterday and is just trying to make his way in the fucking world, even though he has essentially been abandoned by the guy who made him. It is really tragic, really sad. Like, I really, I feel for that creature, and I'm never not rooting for him at any point. Like, I feel like that creature is so sympathetic in the end of the film, especially, because he didn't do anything wrong that he was aware of. Like, yes, he killed that little girl, but he didn't mean to kill that little girl. To him, right, right. the little girl was the same as the flowers. Like, they didn't, there was no separation in his mind. Like, he wasn't, he had no, like, real, he had a brain in the sense he had something that made him, sending electrical impulses to his body to move forward. <laughs> like, but it wasn't a brain in the sense he was analytically figuring anything out. To him, it's all just, and that's what makes that character awesome and makes that character tragic and makes that character great to me is like the way that whale chose to make to portray him and the way that Karloff played him makes him awesome and then even more than that again like colin clive as dr frankenstein i think is amazing like it's just it's so fucking like it's like i think i, I mean I, I prefer the bride of frankenstein but this mm. As I said, is like so deeply embedded to who I am as a person that like I can't look at it and not feel just tremendous fucking joy. Like it just, I almost want to burst into tears watching it because it just—it's so fucking spectacular. No, yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's 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 truly a part of my DNA as well. Um, uh, for the you know, for, uh, a lot of people uh, already know this, but uh, I used to be a part of. Uh, uh, well, we both did uh, the House of Screams horror podcast, and um, uh, throughout la the later on in the show, uh, we 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 started doing quotes from the movie like as our openers. But um, in like earlier seasons, we would have our own uh, intros like w that we would do every episode, and mine was "How do you do?" which of course is the intro to this movie. Um, and it was just like I, I just that that's how much of a part of me where it's just like it was on my mind as like my to 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 make my intro was just every episode was how do you do you know and and I love that intro too because it's like that perfect um like setting up for like telling a ghost story you know what I'm saying when everyone Sloan comes out like you know uh was it Mr. Kyle Emil fellas he the you know to come out and tell you uh to give you a bit of warning the story of Frankenstein uh, and you know the way he ends it too like uh, if you what was it um, if you shouldn't see uh, you know not to uh, damn I'm totally fucking it up because because <laughs> I'm trying yeah because I'm trying to remember exactly what he said and shit I'm not doing this so I'm just going to paraphrase when he said if you don't uh, if you choose not to subject yourself to such things now's your chance to well we warned you and I, was, and, I and I love that and it was like that was the beauty of it for me because it's like it sets the movie up so perfectly for that like you know that that beautiful like you know kind of terror story and yeah he he's probably uh, the, the 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 monster character is probably the most sympathetic in here because like he he just doesn't know what the fuck is going on you know like like you say he's he was literally born yesterday and like when he when he when, when he when he throws a girl in the water he's just and she doesn't come back up. It's like he panics, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, what the fuck just happened? You know, he didn't mean to kill her, but you know, shit happens and you know, he's damned for it. You know, 
Um, also, uh, his murder of Fritz. Yeah, he brutally murders Fritz, but Fritz had it coming because Fritz kept fucking with him. Uh, he, he whipping him and like fucking shoving the fire in his face, uh, like the torch. And uh, then when we see Fritz again, Fritz is hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's a beautiful image too and shit. But I just I just love it. It's just Frankenstein walks in and he Fritz is just hanging from the ceiling. I don't even think you see his body. You just see the the silhouette of Fritz hanging from the ceiling. And it's a it's a beautiful image, um, but uh, I love the the that about it as well. Like you know how sympathetic the monster is, but I also love uh, and and it's funny too because Whale was a bit of an eccentric filmmaker in the sense that he loved putting um eccentric things in his films. Like you just look at Bride of Frankenstein, and Bride of Frankenstein is almost a horror comedy. Like Bride of Frankenstein is at, at moments fucking hilarious. Yep. Um. But they, Universal didn't want that. They wanted a straight horror picture, so he was kind of forced to make um, a straight horror movie. Even though he snuck things in there, like with uh, Baron Frankenstein, uh, Henry's dad, who, yeah. who's who's really fucking funny, you know, <laughs> all the bitching and complaining he does. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like, yeah, like it, 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 it's, it's weird that. You know, he was kind of forced to to make a straight horror picture against his will, almost. And he was just like, "Ah, what? Fuck it, fine, whatever. You know, I'll do it." And he made like just one of the greatest horror pictures ever made. Is 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 downright awesome. Like, you know, it's just like, all right, hell, sure, whatever you want. And is this make this 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 film that has endured for like almost almost hundred years? Yeah, almost. Yeah, I was uh, almost a hundred years now. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's Bride of Frankenstein is probably better remembered too, because Bride of Frankenstein is just a fucking masterpiece of a picture. But um, honestly, I, I, I prefer this one. I, I prefer Frankenstein. I guess it's just because it's like the same way I prefer The Evil Dead over Evil Dead 2, where it's just like, I, I, I like the comedy aspects thrown in, but it's like, I just, I just appreciate the straight horror more. And uh, like, also the, the 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 really gothic atmosphere of it, you know, with his like his little uh, 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 tower castle and shit that he brings uh, uh, the monster to life in. Which oh, that's a fucking loot. Like, like, I've actually my brother once described me as gay for gothic horror, and I was like, that is a fair assessment because I do love that shit. You and uh, you and Daniel Epler from the Cobwebs podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. Uh, yeah, because um. The Cobwebs podcast used to be the Cobwebs horror podcast, where it was just all like gothic horror movies. Like before, uh, I believe everything before 1970 or 1960 is like he would talk about horror movies, and then he just um, switched up the uh, the the format to where he was just making movies, just movies in general before that time. But like, yeah, uh, you and him are are the ones I know best that just love the gothic atmosphere in 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 horror movies and i do too and i do too and uh this is probably my favorite one for that but i just love the atmosphere in this movie so much and i think a lot of it, is, it has to do with the fact that there is no music you know which makes like it, it gives uh uh like this undeniable sense of dread to the entire picture where it's just like ever like it just feels like something's going to happen at any moment and shit because everything is completely dead silent and and uh, yeah, like that—that's one of the reasons. It also why makes I, it the dialogue like that much more important. Like that's that's why I feel like that's why that line, um, 
where like uh, he's like what, now I know what it feels like to be God, where it became this big fucking thing where they had to like cut it out and shit, or they had to put the thunder over it. Yeah. Um, I think the reason that that is as effective and powerful as it is is because there is no music. So like when you're only when you only have that, like you only have the spoken word. Every spoken word means that much more. And also the the creature in this one, the monster, has no dialogue. So like again, that's even less. Like so like so like that like that one line alone is enough to be like this huge flashpoint because it's just like there's just there's so little to like really speak of. And it's like that stands out that much more. But go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um yeah, the 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 blasphemous line. Yeah. Um, which was uh cut out of the movie for years. And uh it's it's that and um the drowning of the little girl scenes that were almost lost forever. Well, moments that were almost lost forever because the, the audiences back in the day just could just not could just not handle that. The the violent nature of the drowning of the little girl and the blasphemous na- uh, nature of that line. Uh, now that I know what it feels like to be God, where it was just like even the the version I had on tape had the the thunder. I mean that that, mo- that's, that moment was present, but it had thunder playing over it, so you couldn't hear what he said. It wasn't until like years later, I think when it had it on DVD um, and like, you know, that when, you know, when Universal released those, like uh, the legacy collections. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. 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 Um, I have, I have them too. And the, that was the first time I think I heard the actual line because I had never heard it before until the deck came out. So like, it was just like, I mean, like, I'm just, yeah, like, like I understand now, but it's like, it's, it's such a fucking weird reason to be like, Oh my God. This movie's oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is like they're so blasphemous, uh, it's so terrible. They killed the little girl. He threw her in the water. It was so violent. Oh, somebody think of the children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were, but I mean, uh, yeah. the whole thing though is like I feel like contextually it was also it was such a different fucking time that like it was yeah I mean like now we have because they've upped the ante so far. The little girl being thrown in the water is quaint. Like it's just like whatever. Whereas like to them, like to people to audiences at that point, it was, they'd never seen anything like that. And like the whole thing of like um <laughs> like the God line, where it's like, I feel like that's also like we were a Christian nation, which I mean there are still some fucking weird people who think that we still are. But um Oh yeah. But um but no, like that's like the thing is like I get it. I mean, I think that they're obviously absolutely wrong, and as time has gone on, it's been proven, but, like, it is... I do get it for that time where people were, like, it was so fucking in their face that, like, God forbid they they know it was made by a gay man. Like, that would have been so much worse. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. That 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 probably would have fucking sent them through the roof. Like, oh, oh, like their fucking heads would have exploded, like... Had they realized that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, like speaking of whales, it's just like he he did a tremendous job. Um, there there's the in the climax of the scene when they're having the uh, uh, Henry and uh, the monster having their big confrontation in the the, the windmill, and uh, like they're separated by um I guess the the mechanism that makes the windmill turn, and it has that cut between them. It was like I, I remember being so surprised because I didn't know like filmmakers were that like you know cinematically inclined back then. You you think like you know 
you know, I was younger and more stupid back then. So, um, you know, you think they're all primitive and shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and they, they don't know what they're doing, but just, you know, just film it and straight ahead. And, you know, that, that's fine. But like, you know, how stylistically, uh, beautiful it is, you know what I'm saying? Where it has that cutback between four of them. It's like, you know what I'm saying? As they're like having this, uh, like almost like confrontation where they're just standing there looking at each other and it's just cutting back and forth as the thing turns and it's just like i was always blown away by, by that visual and it's just like i was i was like it was one of those things where it's like you know as a kid who's getting into uh mo- like not just into movies but like the process of making movies that just astounded me you know where it was just like i thought that was just like wow like I was so blown away just just by that little thing alone, you know what I'm saying, and also like it, all all the visual clues and like you know just how like the the, the lighting works and you know it, it was a lot harder back then, you know what I'm saying, like to 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 light movies like this because you know everything is in black and white, but I think it works out best. This is why I prefer uh, black and white movies a lot more often than I do color ones and shit because of the lighting, you know. And um, I think we were talking about this recently on Twitter is that motherfuckers just don't know how to light movies anymore where it's like everything is either overlit or underlit and don't nobody has knows how to light a movie uh just based purely on atmosphere and whale excels incredibly with his lighting in this movie like just based on like to to create atmosphere alone and it's just uh, you know What's the thing is like I feel like like whale because you you remember about the whole thing of like whale kind of thinking in terms of cinematically in terms of being like like you wouldn't think directors were like that I did I do think that's true but I think that there's always because it still exists today but there are some directors who just shoot things and there are some directors who like think cinematically like there's there's a big difference and I don't <laughs> fuck it I don't care. Um, there's a big difference between, like, let's say, like, Brett Ratner and fucking Guillermo del Toro. Like, it's just, like, there's one guy who knows how to fucking use cinema to his greatest advantage, and there's one guy who just puts a camera in a certain place. So, like, whatever. Um, but also, if, like, going even further, the thing that's also, I think, even interesting contextually is, like, at the time, like, because, like, now... There is a very specific look when you think of like a mad scientist lab, but mm-hmm. that was created by James Whale. Like the thing that you, th- everything that you think of, is stuff that was in this movie. Like it didn't exist before that, and it just got ripped off and not even changed that much since. Like it's like there are things you're still seeing that I don't think even makes sense in terms of a laboratory, but because. They're so like iconic and so in the viewer and audience's head of what a lab should look like, they keep coming back, and that's all James Whale. And like I think that that's something he doesn't get enough credit for is everything in this movie. Like because I'm just saying, going to piggyback off what you were saying, like there's so many things that exist in this movie cinematically that exist because of James Whale and the way that he thinks visually. That still again like a hundred fucking years later are still as used. Like they're still utilized now, <laughs> like almost century later. Like that's fucking insane to think about. No. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I meant to ask you, cause I haven't seen the movie myself, but isn't there like a, a like a laboratory scene in the, the new monsters movie? Yes, there is. 
and, and, and like I haven't seen it, but like I've seen like the trailer and uh, that god awful trailer and like <laughs> in, uh, images from it. But uh, uh, like, isn't it basically like a, a fucking Frankenstein laboratory set? Yes, but at the very least, I will say in terms of the monsters, like you, you can't really like you can't shit on it for that because the whole point of the no, 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 is, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. Okay. I'm just pointing it out. I was like, I was like, whether my feelings for that movie notwithstanding, like I can't give it shit for like trying to ape something that was already trying to ape. Like it's just like it's like kicking a dog for not being better at calculus. Like it's like I was like it's like I know what you're trying to do. So like, what am I gonna yell at you for? <laughs> like it's just like I know what you're doing, what you're capable of. It's fine. But yeah, yeah like it's it's yeah, that's it's that's definitely in there. But it's also because I mean, Christ, <laughs> it's fucking Frankenstein and the monsters. Like Herman Monster is not not Frankenstein. <laughs> so <or laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Now, I, I just wanted to point that out, like, like, like to piggyback off what you were saying, like, you know, almost a hundred years later, and they're still doing that, yep. you know, like, like, still trying to recreate that, and like, yeah, you know, that's just, you know, a, a testament to to um, the talent of James Whale. You know, what I'm saying, um, I did want to talk about Colin Clive for a minute though, because yes, I, I feel really like. Good. Really no, no, he he's amazing, you know what I'm saying. But the thing is, his like his job is the most difficult because he's yeah. completely he's completely overshadowed by Boris Karloff. Like everybody remembers Boris Karloff for this movie, and how could you not? You know what I'm saying? Because Boris Karloff, I mean Boris Karloff does have a pretty difficult job because he ha- he has to do everything without dialogue. But he doesn't really need dialogue because he has that you know iconic look and he looks amazing in it, and you know he just. It just it does exceptionally well with just his body language, but you know, uh, Colin Clive, who is essentially playing the title character because he's playing Frankenstein, um, as we've mentioned already, like you know, there's Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, you know, um, but <laughs> but yeah, Colin Clive is 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 really fucking good in this movie. Colin Clive is exceptional, like um. You know, like he plays insanity well. Uh, like I love his delivery of the line, um, where uh, fucking asshole trying to steal his girl, uh, Elizabeth is like tells him, "You're crazy, crazy, am I? We'll see if I'm crazy or not." And you could see like the pure insanity in his eyes. Like he's borderline insane. And then after uh, he, you know, creates the creature and brings him to life, and then he's just completely uh, appalled by what he's done. And for no real reason at all, it's just, you know, like, I love the way, like, uh, he's, what he says to Fritz, uh, leave him alone, just leave it alone. And he runs off and he's just like, oh, in disgust and all that shit. Like, I, I love moments like that. Uh, and it, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a shame too, because it's such a great performance and nobody really talks about it. And, no, that's uh, true. I mean, I do, he does do a lot of things because he, 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 cause he does play, when they introduce that character, He's very sinister. Like when they're hanging out in the fucking cemetery, like looking for like corpses to dig up and turn into the monster. Like he, that's very sinister. Like they're very, like they do not seem like good guys. <laughs> and like, even as you learn more about them, you're not, your opinion isn't changed much. Um, it's not till, but it's like, there is this like kind of subtle shift as the movie goes on where he kind of becomes the hero of the piece at the end. But at the same time, that thing is like you, it's an extremely flawed hero because like all you've seen from him before this is basically just him doing horrible fucking things. 
And like, but you still end up on his side, which I think is a testament to how good Colin Clive is, where it's like, even though the monster is, I would argue, so much more sympathetic than him, you still are on his side because you realize like he has seen the error of his ways and created this thing that had no, not only does not want to be in existence, but like had no business being in existence, but you still are on his side, which is fucking, that's, that's, I feel like that's hard to do. Right, right. No, yeah, definitely. I do love that opening scene too, like in the cemetery. Yes. Cause like it, it is like perfect, uh, gothic atmosphere. And I, and I love it. Like with him and Fritz are like looking over the, the, the funeral, uh, down, down, you fool! I like to see the hands come up like that, and it's like I love that. Also, um, this line delivery lives rent free in my head ever since I've seen it. When uh, they find the man hanging and they cut him down, and and Fritz is like, "Is it all right?" And he goes, "No, the neck's broken. The, the brain, brain is, is useless. useless. We must find another brain." Like I, yep, I love me that. too. I love that line delivery so much. Yeah, uh, like yeah, Colin Clive was um, a really great performer, and I I just wanted to you know pay tribute to him because I know he, ever since this movie he's been overshadowed by uh, Boris Carlos' performance, and you know I I completely understand why, um, but I I just wanted to note that he he is exceptional like equally as great, um, as well. Uh, consider it, um, you know, he's having to perform against Boris Karloff, and Boris Karloff is just magnificent. You know, that that tragic, like, he's the epitome of a tragic monster, and, you know, I think uh, Karloff um, is the quintessential version of the tragic monster, you know, and not just due to the, to the story uh, that they're telling, but because of his performance in general, you know what I'm saying? Well, it was like you were saying, you just can't help but be sympathetic to him because none of this is his fault. He didn't ask to be created. Uh, he didn't ask to be born. Like, you know, he's like any any person. You know, none of us are asked to be born. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're here. You know what I'm saying? And, and at this moment, we're like, like, why? Why the fuck did you bring us here? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And, like, he, like, it's worse for him because he was essentially created out of body parts that this fucking guy stole and, uh, you know, given an abnormal brain that, that, that he stole from a lab and shit. And then they fucking chain him up and stick torches in his fucking face, you know, and then it's just like, and then you, you wonder why he's going around strangling people and throwing little girls in lakes, you know, it's just, and he doesn't mean to do it. It's just, what the fuck do I do? You know what I'm saying? I was literally fucking stitched together you know i'm 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 fucking uh uh the anti humpty dumpty um i would say it's living breathing existential dread <laughs> no yeah 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 absolutely and it's like you know uh it, it, you know boris Karloff plays that beautifully for the fact that he has no dialogue um to 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 convey that with you know he just conveys it through his eyes which you can barely see because like you know the yeah the, the way that the brown, makeup is yeah yeah but like you know, he still makes it work like that, and with his uh, you know, his body movements and all that stuff. So it's just it's an iconic performance. But yeah, Colin Clive is just equally as great, you know, because he's just portrays that, like you say, he goes from insanity to hero, you know. So you can sympathize with him, but you you still you know could condemn him for his actions. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it conveys that all beautifully. And I was like, yeah, I just wanted to note that 
about no com- you're yet you're absolutely right and also even something that i would like note to note even further is he goes from like sinister to heroic in 71 minutes <laughs> like this is a movie that is like so much shorter than movies now like it is 71 goddamn minutes long and like what they managed to do in those 71 minutes is create something actually like okay so maybe not as epic as the book but like it's something that's, that is very impressive for especially for like that time frame mm-hmm. and like the, what they what they what they're able to do between like especially like if you just break it down to Karloff and Clive like what they're able to do in terms of their performance within 71 minutes is really fucking impressive no yeah 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 like i mean it, it is based off the book but i think it, it does its own thing enough to where it's like yeah it, it can be celebrated on its own merits, you know, yes. where it's like the, the book is one thing, but the movie is another. But like they're both iconic pieces of, you know, like, you know, the book is obviously an iconic piece of literature and this one is an iconic piece of cinema, you know, and, and it's like it's the same story. But, you know, they they're, they're just totally completely different from each other enough that they they just could be celebrated as their own thing. And like, yeah, that uh, that's that's a, you know, beautiful thing, in my opinion, you know. No, that's yeah. No, I I do think, and also I mean, we we we've touched on it, but also I think that like it does bear mentioning like fucking Jack Pierce. Holy shit! Like not only this makeup, but like so many makeups are just like because that dude was just a fucking genius. Like the the, the design for Frankenstein. It's funny because like if you like look at the book, it's actually not really like this. I mean, it's it's kind of like the way it is in Mary Shelley's, where it's like it's much more of just like a guy sit together. But, like, the whole idea of, like, the flat head and the fucking neck bolts and all that shit came from Jack Pierce. And, again, when you think of that character, when you think of Frankenstein's monster, um, <laughs> the, the, the whole thing that you think of is that makeup. And that's fucking awesome. Like, that's such a cool, like, legacy, I think, to have. Where it's like, you made this thing that, 100 years later, is still... Like when you are creating any version of that character, you're going off some version of this. Right. No, definitely, definitely, absolutely. And like um, makeup is so different now than when it was than what it was back then, and you're yeah. still doing it. Like holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, I was gonna ask you though, do you do you have any nitpicks on the film? Like any issues? I mean. Not really, just by virtue of the fact that, like, I mean, again, it's just, like, I judge it as its own thing. So it's, like, I mean, granted, um, the female character has literally no part. Like, she just is, like, there to basically be imperiled. Um, like, which is whatever. But um, but as its own, like, as the story, just breaking it down, like, breaking that book down into 71 minutes... What they did, I think, is fucking pretty goddamn perfect. Yeah, nah, I agree. But uh, I do have one. I mean, and it's 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 not even their fault, but you know, I just find it funny. Uh, I mentioned the climax where they have the fight in the windmill, and um. Oh, you the the dummy. Yeah, the 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 doesn't <laughs> op- bother me when I understand it bothering people. <laughs> no, it, it's just, it just it, it it takes me out of the picture for a, a quick second because it's just so hilarious. The the obvious dummy is very obvious, like like when it falls on the windmill itself, <laughs> and it's just like the arms are bent, 
I, I don't even think it's a full dummy. I think it's like it's a model, and that's just like a fucking toy, like like a like a like a rag doll that they threw on. Oh, their... definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everything, like the arms and legs are bent like unnaturally, and he's just there, and then it just slips off as a fucking thing, and it's just like. Oh, like like somebody was playing with toys on the set of this movie. And it's like, <laughs> can, 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 can we borrow this for a second? We need the ending to our movie. It's like, okay, ugh. And they throw it and it just falls like a thing. And like I, I just find that scene hilarious. Like, I mean, I, I love the movie, but like I, I just can never not laugh at that moment. I just No, find- I mean I get it because it's like, but I, I just I accept it for what it is. Like the alternative time. Yeah, the way special effects were. The alternative is them just throwing a fucking corpse. So, like, that was kind of your only other option. So, like, they kind of made the best what they could. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I know, like, they they obviously didn't have a full windmill set because it was, like, it, it's obvious a model every time you see it. And you can see, like, when he's about to throw um, uh, Henry off the, the top of it, like, they, they try to superimpose him, uh, Boris Karloff and Colin Clive at the top as best as they could. And then uh, it turns into a dummy real quick and you see him throw it <laughs> off. Like, yeah. like, like they obviously like, it's like they're projecting it in there. Yeah. Um, and then it just fucking lands on the windmill and it's just like, it, it's a, it's a fucking ragdoll. It, it looks like, it looks like a fucking GI Joe with fucking uh, ragdoll arms. And, and then it just like, it stands, it's there for like a, a hot second, which seems to go on forever. <laughs> and then it just slides off. <laughs> it's the funniest kind of. I could imagine audiences being like, "Oh my god, oh, 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 I'm fainting." And, you know, what I'm saying at the side of that shit. But then nowadays, I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only thing I can say. Like, you know, I mean, it's not even a problem because it just it's 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 an enjoyable moment. It's just it it, it briefly takes me out of the movie. No, um, you're, that's I I can't argue. You're not you're not wrong. It just it doesn't bother me because again it's like I am judging it within the context of the time and the the alternative was them getting their own goddamn corpse and just throwing it off a fucking building. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, like yeah, and knowing how they made movies back then and shit, they probably wasn't far off. Like that, that that definitely tracks. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers were sinister when they made movies back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like. The old Hollywood system is sinister as fuck. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so, um, uh, we have anything we want to say about Frankenstein before we close up? No, yeah, it's just like that and Jason Lives are just like, it's like, if you, the, the purest examples to me in my head of how you bring somebody else, how you bring something back from the dead is that. Like, that's, that's in my brain, like, and I know it's wrong, and I know it's not true, but like part of my brain believes, like you, you subject a, like a corpse to enough electricity, and that corpse is coming back to life. It just is. My brain is now; it has been taught that. <laughs> like, like you know, funny enough, uh, when when you were bringing that up, I was I was gonna say as a joke, electricity, and then it was like, oh no, he was actually making a point about electricity. <laughs> like, <that was> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I thought he was. He was gonna like do say something poetic, you know what I'm saying? Nope. Like really deep and poetic, and was like, no, electricity was the joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I agree. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> okay, so 
thank you for once again joining us uh, on another adventure of Chainsaws and Claws, our podcast about monsters and slashers that we love so much. So I will. We will see you again next time. Oh, <laughs>